Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different life events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. While teaching dancing, one question many beginners ask is when will I learn to dance? How much time will it take until I look like that? How much time until I can feel comfortable? How much can I learn in so and so time? When we start something, a usual question is how long will it take to master it? To be comfortable or to reach the goal you set? Lose the weight, heal something, earn something, get the promotion, get that position? And the answer always is depends. It depends how much time you dedicate to practice and your ability to learn, which can speed it up. In the dance classes, we also explain many times that the difference between a beginner and an advanced dancer is not the type of steps, it's the execution of them, the mastery they have over the basics and the movements and control of their body. That is the quality of their movements, which is what defines the level of mastery of a dancer in the case of dancing. The world professional is used to talk about those getting paid to do something, but we also use that word to refer to those that have mastered a skill. So what's the difference between professionals and amateurs? Discipline. This is the one skill that is so valuable that it will make you stand out in any area of your life, no matter where you're starting from. If you're trying to become better at or improve something, it doesn't matter what it is. If you only do the work when you're motivated or randomly, when you feel like it, when it's convenient, then you won't be consistent enough to become a professional, to master that skill. I think everyone has experienced this in their own lives. I see it in myself and in my students and clients. Those who practice dance more consistently get better at dancing. Those who write more consistently get better at writing. Those who play more an instrument get better at it. I have a friend who has consistently taken more photos and her photography has improved a ton. You get better when you practice more and you practice more when you're consistent, which is self-discipline. Showing up every day, sticking to your plan, to your schedule and doing the work, taking action is so valuable that it's literally all you need to become better 99% of the time at anything. There are many important qualities that contribute to a person's achievements and happiness, whatever that definition is, but the one that generates sustainable long-term success in all aspects of life is self-discipline. Whether in terms of your diet or fitness or your profession or relationship, self-discipline is the number one trait that will lead you to accomplish goals, lead a healthy lifestyle, and ultimately be happy in your own terms. Now, this word discipline for some people has a bad connotation. When you hear this word, how do you feel about it? Does it have a negative meaning or a positive or a mixed? Take a moment to watch what thoughts and memories are popping up in your brain. If you have a negative connotation, notice where is that coming from? 
it's helpful to have a positive association to discipline so that you can integrate more of it in your life. And if you have a negative connotation about discipline, it's probably not your fault. If you look at the meaning of discipline in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, it says, control gain by enforcing obedience or order, orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior, to punish or penalize for the sake of enforcing obedience and perfecting moral character. And the synonyms don't get better. Castigate, castize, correct, penalize, punish. And other dictionaries like Collins don't have a more positive definition. So who wants to be disciplined with those definitions? But the definition I'm talking about is self-discipline, which is the ability to push yourself forward, stay motivated and take action, regardless of how you're feeling physically or emotionally, doing your own parenting. According to a 2013 study by Willem Hoffman, people with high self-control are happier than those without. The study discovered this is true because the self-disciplined subjects were more capable of dealing with goal conflicts. These people spend less time debating whether to indulge in behaviors detrimental to their health and were able to make positive decisions more easily. The self-discipline did not allow their choices to be dictated by impulses or feelings. Instead, they made informed, more rational decisions on a daily basis without feeling overly stressed or upset. Approaching your goals with the attitude of a professional with self-discipline sometimes is not easy. We all have goals that we would like to achieve and dreams that we would like to fulfill. And if you manage to start something and keep sticking to it to fulfill that dream, there will be days when you feel like quitting, skipping just this one time. When you work out, there will be days that you don't feel like doing it. When it's time to write the script for that podcast or that video, there will be days that you don't feel like doing it. There's always a part of the journey that you may not like that much and you want to skip. But stepping up when it's hard or boring or challenging to do so, that's what makes the difference between a pro and an amateur. Professionals stick to their plan. Amateurs let life get in the way and expect their motivation to get them going. Professionals know what's important to them and work towards it with purpose. Amateurs get pulled off course by the urgencies of life. In another episode, I talk about the difference of urgent and important. Now, this is not to say that we need to die working and training. For those workaholics, being a professional is about making your priorities part of your daily life having the discipline to commit to what's important in your life and not attending all urgent things and leaving out what really matters to you. You will never regret showing up and working on something that's important to you. And you will regret not doing the things that you truly want in your life. Now, if you think you're not disciplined at all or in some areas, the truth is that you already have a discipline. If you procrastinate with something or skip your trainings consistently or skip meditation, skip eating healthy for you consistently, have a disorganized office or home, have a messy schedule, get hooked on the phone or on TV shows or games, that is your discipline. It is a form of discipline, maybe not the one that you want, 
but you have mastered that skill. So why is that those disciplines are easier to do? Let's do a little reverse engineering. So let's see. When you get hooked by a TV show, do you ask yourself if you're motivated to watch that TV show or if you're motivated to skip a healthy meal or a workout? No, right? So motivation does not play the major role in keeping consistency. It helps, but it's not essential. Motivation is overrated. Hoping that motivation will show up and lead us away from temptation is not really going to help us. Now, if you know what you want and you have a passion for it, you enjoy it, that will make it so much easier to do and to progress. Usually, you like those activities, food, companies. So after deciding what you want, how can you make it more enjoyable? Now, let's keep going with this reverse engineering. When you play games and eat those yummy meals, are you planning how much farther you want to get in the game? How many calories you want to gain? I don't think so. So, scheduling the actions but not the result is important. Set a goal and daily or weekly schedule the actions that is different than scheduling the results. You don't put on a calendar or, or don't try to put on a calendar, lose one kilogram today or pound today, another one tomorrow. No, write down the food that you're going to eat. Write down your planning, what is going to happen today to make that goal closer to you. If you want to write a book, Don't say I'm going to write a chapter this week. Just say how much time you're going to dedicate to writing or how many pages you want to write. doesn't matter the quality. Just set a time for action, not for results. Now, did you plan how to disorganize an office or a home or how to have a messy home? Or did day by day something else got piled up or not put in place? So... Schedule for a short period of time and repeat. You can set long-term goals, but your schedule should be for short-term things. Let's go on. Now, getting distracted by games in the phone or social media is easy. Why? Because you're carrying the phone with you all the time. And if you install those apps, all it takes is two clicks to get there. So, Make those actions that you want to do easy and the things that you don't want to do harder to do. And start with small actions. If you want to start eating healthier, start by adding regularly something healthy instead of taking out everything. Usually it's easier to add food than take away. Want to stop watching so much TV? Hide the remote control. Want to stop binging on social media? and install the apps. Yes, it's simple. Want to exercise? Start with five minutes. Want to start reading? Read one page per day. So let's keep going. If we think, for example, about smoking, a big part of starting smoking has to do with friends and surrounding culture. So join a community that reinforces the new habits that you want to install in your life. We need to look for those who will push us forward so the things we want to do become normal and part of our lives. Uh, Let's keep going. (laughs) Procrastinating in some areas, getting hooked by social media, eating unhealthy foods usually have 
immediate rewards, right? We feel some type of pleasure pretty fast. And goals in the long run usually have a distant reward. So we need to create, invent immediate rewards for the new habits and actions that we want to incorporate to our life. We need to sometimes give ourselves little rewards for the hard work we're doing so we experience a little bit of short-term good while we continue down the path. Last but not least important, in fact, really important, is our environment. Usually the environment helps a lot in what we need more discipline in. The more disciplined your environment is, the less disciplined you need to be. Don't swim upstream. I love this sentence. This is from James Clear. My mother used to say, if things don't have a place, it's harder to keep order. So we need to design our environment to support us in our way to become, to be what we want. And the environment includes what we eat, the friends we have, our spiritual practices, our words, our mindset, our home, our office. So summarizing, here are some things to help you become a pro at what you want, to have more self-discipline and not rely on the muscle of motivation. First, decide what you want. That's the first step always. If you don't know what you want, you won't know if you got it. Second, make it enjoyable. You need to make it fun. Fun will help you to keep going when you really don't want to keep going. The days that you feel like it's harder, you can always bring fun in there and it will help you to move forward. Third, schedule actions and not results. Remember, actions. Focus on the actions. Fourth, schedule for one week. Stick to the plan and repeat. Five, make the things that you want to do easier and the things you don't want to do harder. Six, join a community that reinforces the new habits. Seven, give yourself small rewards along the way. Very important. Eight, take care of your environment. Nine, most importantly, have fun along the way. Enjoy your journey and share it. There is a book I truly recommend if you want to improve your habitual actions. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. One of the stories he shares is when he was speaking to another writer, Tom Henry, who puts out valuable work on a consistent basis, according to James. James asked Todd, Todd, what do you think about writing only when you feel motivated? I feel like I always do my best work when I get a spark of creativity or inspiration, but that only happens every now and then. I'm pretty much only writing when I feel like it, which means I'm inconsistent. But if I write all the time, then I'm not creating my best work. Todd reply, that's cool. I only write when I'm motivated too. I just happen to be motivated every day at 8 a.m. <laughs> Moral of the story, we need to be consistent. Everyone's journey is their own. Now there is one self-discipline that I consider really important. Be very self-disciplined on what you let in into your mind as that will dictate so much of what you do in life. So I'm going to leave you with a few questions. What's important to you? What areas of life do you want to be a professional in? In what areas of your life do you want to have more self-discipline? If you're looking to improve, I'd love to help you however I can. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
Big, big, big hug and kisses, change maker. Que no sepa.